But it's curiosity as to where we are, what we are. Existence, the physical universe, is basically playful. Welcome to the Curious Humans podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Miller. Hello, Curious Humans. So the first thing I wanted to share with you guys was just a big thank you. This little podcast so far has had over 5,000 downloads. And I realized that the only way that could possibly have happened is if you guys are listening and sharing with friends. So thank you. It really means a lot and will hopefully enable me to get even more intriguing guests in the near future. Which brings me to this conversation with eco-fashion designer and creative Hanley Swan on her life lessons from travel and the creative path. We recorded this at her studio here in Bali, and I left the conversation feeling genuinely hopeful about the future of humanity. As you're listening, I'd like you to keep one thing in mind, that she's just 12 years old. So without further ado, here is Hannah Lay Swan. So hi, my name is Hanley Swan. I'm the creator of HS Styles, a socially conscious fashion brand, and Unstoppable Kids, an inspirational kids movement. I'm a fashion designer, artist, author, and international speaker, and I want to change the world. I want to change the way people think about possibilities and living their dreams now. Mm-hmm. So this this podcast is around... Um, it's around asking questions and the value of asking questions. And the way I normally start off with interviews is, do you consider yourself to be an exceptionally curious person? Yes. And what are you currently most curious about? Um, just being able to build off of my uh, being creative. Mm. I am a person who likes to draw 24-7, mm. either digitally or with paints and so i am very curious about what people think and curious about using different mediums so my two curios uh my two curiosities is being able to use like different mediums try something new one time i just ate sushi and i'm like can i paint with the soy sauce i had left (laughs) over Uh, so i just grab my paintbrush uh dialed down with water some of the <laughs> soy sauce and I just started painting. Didn't end out well, but <laughs> I'm just curious about trying new things mm. and either creating new characters or trying it digitally mm. or just learning every day. And my mm. second curiosity is being able to see what people think and go into the uh, minds of people like Mm. I love listening to people's stories and how they work and I love collaborating Mm. so by being able to be with incredible people by either going to different events that have people who I'm not who have different interests than me Mm. who are not the same who either have different beliefs and just picking their minds and talking with them Mm. and or just listening about their story and Mm. just being able to like when I was around seven years old I got asked what do I want to be now instead of what do I want to be when I grow up Mm. and that gave me the permission to be able to do what I love to do now Mm. and 
after that question, I'm like, oh, I want to be an artist. I want to be a fashion designer. I want to be all this. Mm. And so I'm like, what can I do? And I asked my mom straight after that, can I have $20? And just started buying supplies and started sewing these low keychains that were made out food that were like food. And I thought they were derpy and dumb, but I sold enough to make my first prototype, like a hundred dollars. And just being able to hear people's story like that and see what they do. So then if I meet someone that's really inspirational, I can talk to them and say, hey, let's do something together. Or how can we make these two separate things that would never go together, but make it happen? Mm. So. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I love, I share your kind of impulse and the curiosity around other people as well. Are there any questions that you would ask, say if you meet someone who's particularly interesting, what kind of questions would you ask them? Um, I would probably ask them, like, well, mainly I would just say, hi, my name's Hunley Swan, and, like, start talking with them, or, like, usually it goes into dumb stuff, like, what's your favorite food or something, <laughs> or just little things that are conversation starters, and then it goes into either deeper about their story, mm-hmm. or they just start talking, and one of my favorite things is to listen. Mm-hmm. And to be able to just talk to people and see what they are. And you may be listening to this now and saying, oh, she's a huge extrovert. She loves being around people at all times and only wants to be around people. I am the biggest introvert you'll ever meet. I do not like being around people, but my curiosity is trying things new and getting outside my comfort zone because I was raised up in a way where getting outside your comfort zone is the norm. Mm. And so I try to make myself better every single day. Um, Sometimes takes a little longer than I thought, (laughs) but being able to be around people and get outside my comfort zone and talk with people like Mm. when I'm at events or something is really big for me and like Mm. difficult. Mm. So it's always like interesting because I'm so curious about it. I just don't like being around people. Mm. So adding those two sides, bringing myself out my uh, comfort zone and being able to do something that I may like. Mm. I love that. And I, um, well, just before we hit record, your mum mentioned that you've been traveling pretty much since you were age one. Yeah. And for me, travel was a big part of what opened my eyes to be curious about the world and to (laughs) want to experience different things. Are there any particular lessons that you've learned from your travels or things that really stand out as, as moments that kind of shapes this yeah. really intense like passion for learning and people's stories? Yeah. Um, one of them is happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. Get outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. We all stand stronger together. And try to be able to make yourself, if you don't, if you see something you don't like, change it. Mm. And so those couple of things we can talk about, mm. which would be really awesome. If we go with the last one, are there any stories behind that? Like definitely, that? that's how that my fashion brand started. Okay. So okay. we could definitely talk about that. One. Yeah, let's dive into that. Okay, awesome. Um, how did it begin? What was the what was the origin story? So when I was about seven years old, I got asked, "What do I want to be now?" Instead of "What do I want to be when I grow up." And so that changed my perspective on what I could truly do and what I could truly be now. So like I told you, I got 
um, I asked my parents for $20, made a couple of uh, little treats and stuff and started selling them, made about $100. And just that a little bit alone, that was me first getting outside my comfort zone and trying something new. I've never done fashion before. I've never, I've all I've done is drawing uh, art and stuff like that. And so since I've been traveling since I was one years old, I've been able to sketch these characters or these inspirations either from people around the world plants they were probably horrible stick figures back then but it was my form of art um and so one day we met up with this person who was sitting at this table our power just went out and we were at this hotel fast asleep on the couch um my mom was talking to this woman and she asked what do you do for a living and out of nowhere i woke up and like this impulse to like say something, I don't know what it was, but th the woman said, I'm a fashion designer. And I said, I am one too. <laughs> Out of nowhere, I'm just like, what am I saying? What is going on? And I'm just like, looks like I just have to run with it since I'm too socially awkward to step out of it. <laughs> so she's like with her arms crossed, like, oh, if you're a fashion designer, you must have your sketchbook pick up the sketchbook of 12, well, 12 years now, seven years back then, slide on the table with all my pieces of art in there. Mm. And she says, wow, mm. where, where did you learn this? Is this your daughter's or is it yours? Did she go to school? Like all that stuff. And I'm just like sitting here, just like almost asleep, just like, why did I say I'm a fashion designer? <laughs> and after that, she said, here's my number, contact me, we need to make these a reality. And so wow. that's when I was able to make my clothing brand mm. and bring it farther out. But what changed my, me doing fashion, what changed my life forever is I started revisiting countries from around the world. Mm -hmm. And I saw these beautiful crystal clear beaches now are landfills. And so I saw this and I immediately said to myself, I need to change this. And my mom and dad always brought up something that if you want to change something, take action and do it because you have the power to. And like a seven-year-old, like saying that is kind of like crazy and like, well, it is crazy, but like for me, that's all I grew up with, with learning life's lessons. I've been able to choose what I want to do. My parents would always ask me, what places do I want to go to? What do I want to do? And from a young age, decision making was a big part of me. So I always try to make my own decisions and be my own person and stuff. Mm. So after I said, I need to change this, I stayed up late that night with my mom and dad researching fast fashion and slow fashion mm. and what it is. Did you know that fast fashion is the second largest contributor to waste on our planet? Next to oil? Next to oil. <laughs> yeah. And wow. for big brands like H&M, Zara, and Forever 21, they ship and make their clothing in places like Bangladesh, Pakistan, India, places that ch is cheap to manufacture, but they can raise the prices so much higher. Mm. 
they use horrible fabrics like cotton, which takes 750 gallons of water to make that single t-shirt you're wearing. And different materials that are low grade, that take long to use, and that especially cotton, using that much water, only 2% of our water on this earth is drinking water. And we're going through that as a rapid pace. Their workers are treated like machines, only getting paid 1% of the living dollar in the US a day. And they're overworked, can't feed their families, and they're stuck in this position where they're saying to the world, yes, we're eco-friendly, yes, we're conscious, but at the same time, so many people have died in their factories, their factories, and they're not saying anything about it. All of the clothing, every, basically H&M, Zara and Forever 21 come with new clothing every single week. And you might think, where does all this clothing go after? What is the pieces that haven't been bought? Go. They go in landfills or in our rivers like they burn it they these tons of clothing that would be my house times 10 all wiped all wiped away either in the rivers in places of poverty who can't afford normal drinking water they have to drink out those rivers and they're poisonous they're toxic all the fish die and these little particles of plastic inside our clothing seep into the ocean and the fish eat it and then they die and so just for a single t-shirt we are killing animals for a single t-shirt we are taking away so much water from our planet and we buy this stuff every week and so after that i'm like this is horrible and I want to stop this. So I found something called slow fashion. We create amazing materials. We use like bamboo, which only takes 0% water to create next to cotton. Yes, we are uh, about to find hemp and learning about different dyes. Mm -hmm. And because I want to be as conscious and eco-friendly as I can, but I have to improve every single day by finding newer materials, by making better designs, improving, and we may not be the most conscious or we may not be the most eco-friendly, but every single day we're taking that bigger step to make a difference. And by me talking and inspiring people to actually say, hey, this brand, these brands are doing something horrible to my country or doing bad things to this, if I can tell that to people and inspire them to stop using these materials because big companies they're all in it for the money if you don't buy they don't make they learn from their market so I want to inspire people to be able to learn that these items we don't need and they're hurting our earth more than they would ever help it And so with more of my company, I use eco-friendly materials like bamboo. Mm -hmm. I want to make a sustainable place where our workers can make a work and create. They love 
sewing, they love doing all these things. So we make a safe place for them to be able to work. Mm. We pay for their petrol, we pay for their food, we pay for their family, we pay for their housing, we pay for their salary as well. Mm. So then they're able to feel confident, they're able to get a normal wage. And we want to treat our, we treat our workers like humans, not like machines. So by inspiring people to think about what they wear before they buy can change the world so much. Yeah, it really can. Um, that's a, it's, it's amazing. And I, I know a lot of founders of companies back home who I think could learn a lot from what you just said. Yeah. And I think the challenge for these people is their they have very narrow horizons and they only see the world in kind of simplistic terms. And it's it's just a kind of a game to make more money and to make more profit. Yeah. And they haven't kind of had their, they haven't had the chance to visit some of these parts around the world where these things are being produced and where the damage is really being done. Um, the question that I'd love to ask is, what advice would you have for adults who feel like they've, they've lost touch of their innate sense of curiosity. Maybe they, they were creative as a kid, maybe they like to draw as well, but somewhere along the way through the, through the education system that most Westerners tend to go through, mm-hmm. I think it tends to focus on giving good answers rather than asking good questions. Yeah. And it certainly doesn't- And not letting your creative freedom actually show. Yeah, exactly. Because being creative helps your mind mm-hmm. more than a math problem would ever help. Yeah. And it more unlocks your soul. It does. It and does. I feel like that's why my parents have always been like, if you love doing something, do it. Mm. We don't care if you stop fashion today. Mm. As long as you're being happy, that's the best. And so for people who are losing their curiosity and who are questioning it, do not question it. Try something new every day. Yeah. I am a socially awkward kid <laughs> who creates this brand and who speaks on stage in front of thousands of people. And I am so scared. I, let me tell you a story that happened just a couple weeks ago. Um, I am very socially awkward and I do not like doing something in front of people but obviously I'm an international speaker as well (laughs) and there was this ecstatic dance going on that I really wanted to do but I was too scared to be able to do it and like oh what if people laugh at me what if they think my dancing's bad what if everyone thinks I'm horrible or something and those thoughts come in where I call it like the silent uh the loud audience in your head where they you you look at it from other people's perspectives the fake people's perspectives instead of your own and so me wanting to do it but those little voices saying ah you're gonna be horrible oh you're really bad at dancing oh everyone's gonna laugh at you they start to come and like you start to think that that's your words and you start to think oh no, I'm I'm not going to do it. Everyone's going to laugh at me. You start to think those statements that are false are true. And so what I did was, it turns out that I see like all of my friends there, like um, Ginny, who's an amazing entrepreneur, all these amazing people there. 
And I'm like, oh no, I haven't seen them in weeks. I have to say hi because I miss them so much. But I can't dance <laughs> and I can't go in there because, oh, everyone's going to hate me, all of that stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to feel, I'm going to be even more embarrassed and people are going to hate me even more if I don't dance and go in there. So I just started dancing and walking into them and just like, hi, it's good to see you. <laughs> How's it going? And like trying to dance. And then I start dancing more and I'm like, this is actually fun. I actually love this and stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, I, this is actually really awesome. And by questioning your curiosity, by thinking that it's bad, and by thinking that having that loud audience in your head is the worst thing you can do, I like to shut them off whenever I want to do something new. Because mm. I know I'm scared. Mm. But if I'm scared, I know it's right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I've been absolutely. going to ecstatic dance for the last five weeks ever since. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I found something new that I love. Yeah. And no one laughs at me. No one hates me. And it's all because I got pushed to be able to do it. Mm. So trying something new and not questioning what you think may be right or what do you think like that you want to be able to do mm. like yeah and i love what you said about um kind of feeling the fear but like doing it anyway yeah and i i did a similar thing myself recently going to excited dance as well and you you're right you have all of those internal narratives that are like um just saying things which which aren't true but it's so easy to, to listen to them yeah um so for people listening who might also be afraid of, say, getting getting on stage, um, how how else do you think they could overcome this this fear? Is there anything else that you think blocks people, or do you think it's? I feel like it always comes down to the people around you and who you are around, mm. and that's loud audience in your head. <laughs> It's the people where we take little words that people say. So let's say I asked either my, I said to my friends, oh, I want to start doing fashion. And they're like, oh, you're going to be so bad at it. Like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Like, let's say they say that. And so in my head, I've downloaded all of those words into my vocabulary for that one question. In that one statement, and then it says, this equals bad, failure, do not do. <laughs> and so it's like reprogramming from just people who are saying it. And we start to think, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. The things that we used to love, now we hate. And it's all about those people who you hang around. That's why I want to be able to hang around entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurs who have stories, who have gone through tough times but are living their best life now mm. and for me speaking on stage every time before i go it's just a bunch of emotions of sadness happiness oh my god what's going on like i'm speaking in front of a thousand people well this is fun <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of emotions and my way how to come through it is by the best way how to turn off that silent audience if you don't know how to turn them off 
is just by saying to yourself, you are amazing, you are beautiful, and you are going to change this world. You're going to inspire thousands upon millions of people today because your message is stronger than yourself. You live, breathe, and love through your message, and people will accept you for who they uh, for who you are, and you don't care what other people think. You're just living your best life, and so that's a little mantra I say to myself mm-hmm. every time before I go on stage, mm-hmm. and I say that so then I can get in a good mode. I can feel confident I can go through my words in my head and just feel amazing and I'm sort of an introvert ambivert so I feed off people's like emotions and I feed off what they're saying so like when I'm in front of a crowd I just feel so happy and I just feel so confident but I feel more confident talking on stage than talking with someone which is weird because I don't like talking to people but I'm okay with talking in front of thousands of people just (laughs) yeah yeah it's weird how that works um I also noticed that you have um virtual hangouts with other kids Mm -hmm. um and I was curious myself what are the kind of things that you teach each other and what do you like what does that look like so every time I host an event Mm -hmm. with um it's called the Unstoppable Kids. Whenever my mom is having her events with her clients, they always bring their kids and I host my mini event inside the event. And so then they can have their kids in a amazing environment where they're learning. So I have a book which is called um, Unstoppable Kids, How to Raise and Grow an Unstoppable Kid. And so what's in the book is just different life lessons like happiness is a choice um different things like that and like um you can accept failure like all these little things that is just fun and stuff but then on the other side is about marketing and it's about um how to grow a business and stuff so it's like these two little areas of um being a kid and life lessons to be an unstoppable kid and then there is how to build a brand as a kid and so it's different things that I've learned like margins and stuff and like um how to price things and like we talk with the kids like um what is your passion like what if you were asked what do you want to be now and then the kids will raise their hand like oh I want to be a skateboarder professional skateboarder oh I want to be a um a scientist oh I want to do all these things and it's like you can do these like if you want to be a carpenter make these pieces of wood design something out of it and then for like I was teaching margins one day and it's like okay get um your price and then get how much it costs to make it double the cost so then it's 50 percent, and then all this stuff and it's like you can be anything you want to be except for the person you don't want to be and so you can do amazing things and especially kids learning these things today is the Mm -hmm. most incredible thing because we want to i want to be able to raise kids who are unstoppable Mm -hmm. who believe in creativity Mm -hmm. who don't have that adult mindset Mm -hmm. because kids Mm -hmm. are so much better at being able to be creative and being able to be themselves Mm -hmm. And I always use this example on why 
adults don't have as big of imagination or don't play anymore Mm -hmm. or don't do fun things. And I call it the spark. Mm -hmm. So everyone is born with a spark inside of themselves. And as a child, your spark is so bright. It's so light because you have an amazing imagination. You're told to play. You're told to be able to do stuff. And you're just able to be who you want to be. And And as we grow up, we start to have our spark dimmed. And the reason why is because the people who we are around start to say, oh, you'll never be an artist. You'll never make enough money to do it. And that's like the programming of the loud audience in your head of, oh, you'll never be able to do this. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're bad. Oh, you'll never, like all these things that are just meaningless words we start to think is true. And so then our spark of creative, of creativity, of curiosity, of passion is dimmed because we're like, oh, maybe I won't be able to do that. Oh, maybe I don't have enough money. Oh, maybe it's going to be too hard. And so then we start to dim it and start to accept what the world has made for us. So saying, oh, maybe I can just be an accountant or do that stuff when I really want to be um, an astronaut or I really want to be a a ballerina or a dancer or something or an artist or a singer and you're like oh no everyone says I can't do it I'm just going to take that as a fact Mm -hmm. and so our spark dims but how I like to unleash it is through curiosity Mm -hmm. the things that you find most curious and this big loud audience in your head just say shut up, I'm not listening to you today. I'm doing something I want. Like if people don't agree with you, that means you're doing something right because you're doing something that they're too scared to do, but they've always wanted to do it. And so by being curious, I think it's the best way how to be able to live, be creative and be who you want to be now. And what my parents always say is, love what you do and never work a day in your life. If you have a passion, if you have a dream and you don't want to become an accountant or something, then just do that and find a way how to make a profit off of it. My parents are entrepreneurs, so they've always grown, they've always been in that mindset. So I was born with that mindset really. And so being able to, just like my parents being able to say, yeah, you want to go play in the mud, go play in the mud. Or like, yeah, you want to do that, whatever makes you happy. And it's like they took out of their vocabulary, no, not and don't. So a lot of kids, how we start dimming our light or how we start like, oh, maybe that's not right or something is a lot of the time you see like, don't play in the mud. Don't climb a tree. You're going to get hurt. The kids only hear jump in the mud. They no one knows what is a negative like feedback like not. No one knows what it means. So we don't hear it. So it's like don't play in the mud. It's just like la da 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 I'm gonna play in the mud. And so when I was born, they always said, Hey, you can play in the mud, just be cautious. You could slip by giving me the reason 
instead of just saying, don't do that, don't do that. Because they're like, wait, but I want to do this. This is something I want to do. And I start to think like the best way to live your inspiration and bring your curiosity up is to be able to be a kid again. Mm. Being able to do whatever you want, play games, go on a playground or something. Mm. Imagine yourself as a in outer space with your pet dog or something. <laughs> or just being able to do crazy stuff like that. Like adults, they're like, oh, I don't have enough time for that. I got to do accounting. <laughs> it's like, just imagine what you can do because there's so many possibilities. And did you know that you can make all those possibilities a reality? <laughs> so what I say for all of the adults listening today is bring your curiosity out and open and just be a kid. Take a day. If you if you find something unreasonable, like going to a water park just for no reason, going doing something fun just for no reason, you're like, oh, maybe I, I should have a reason for that. Just do it if you want it. Just open up that imagination. It brings so much more ideas on what you can truly do for work when you're playing because when you're playing your mind is open to possibilities so yeah wow so so true um, so before we started you were showing me procreate and yeah. some pretty amazing drawings that you've, that you've managed to do on there is there anything else that you're learning yourself at the moment I have a art teacher where I'm learning more techniques and my drawing skills. Um, I am really learning every day because I have to do my schoolwork and stuff. <laughs> um, but my parents are entrepreneurs and they teach me so much about life lessons. And like my dad and me um, almost every week do a session together where we'll do math. He was an engineer before he, my mom made him quit his job and start being an entrepreneur and he said being an engineer and using math in his job like used to do it every day he every time after our sessions of math he's like you will never use any of these things you will <laughs> you have all the knowledge in your phone right now so do something better than just calculating what's 5,000 times 103 divided by two or something like that and focus yourself on the creative mind because that's what's going to bring you bigger than all of this stuff it's, it's so true it's so true um this has been fantastic um, yeah i think that's a, that's a good place to end this end this interview um mm -hmm. thank you so much yeah thank you <laughs> okay, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. This episode's question is, who do you want to be in your life and how could you start today? I hope you enjoyed this conversation. 
It would mean a lot to me if you could take a few seconds to open up your podcast app and give Curious Humans a shiny five-star rating. This not only helps more people to find it, but it will help me to get more awesome guests in the future. And if you're not already subscribed, then the Curious Humans newsletter is where I share monthly morsels of interestingness and podcast updates. You can sign up for that at johnny.life. That's J-O-N-N-Y dot life. All right. Thanks for listening. And here's a preview of what to expect in the next episode. I loved a book where you opened it up and there was text everywhere. Like it was just like dense with little things to read everywhere and arrows pointing places because that just indicated like you can just sit down and just like your mind, this sponge can just soak that up, just get it all in there.